Hello. Welcome, Kevin. It's so good to be with you here another week. I'm Lauren of Valkyrie Fibers. And I'm Emily of Kitty with a Cupcake. And we're here to talk about some yarn stuff. Yeah, and which stuff. And which stuff. So let's uh, roll right into it then. We did have a teeny bit of news. Emily has a test knit open. Tell us about it, Emily. I do. It's for the Sucker Punch Shrug, which is the shrug that I had finished last week, I think. Was the week before? Who knows? What is time? Uh, but it is a <laughs> really simple to knit shrug pattern that is infinitely sizable. So you can knit it for any size human. And uh, I am still looking for testers for the larger chart size and the smallest chart size. Um, and I have all of the information listed in the in my Ravelry group that there is a test uh, thread for. Or you can email me at kittywiththecupcake at gmail.com and I'll send you all the info if you want to do it that way. Uh, but yeah, I am still looking as of right now for a few more testers and a couple sizes. Uh, and just if you want to uh, join in, go poke that Ravelry thread or email me and we'll be all set up. I think Great. the deadline and is six weeks from now. So it's a pretty good chunk of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you were saying the smaller size range you're looking for is more of a youth size range. Yes. Yeah. A youth or a pretty small adult person. Uh, it's based off your back width measurement and all of the info is in there to figure out what that is. Excellent. Well, I hope we can get those test spots filled. Yes. Sweet. So let's talk about some yarny stuff. Did you finish anything this week? No. Me neither. <laughs> I'm really close. I thought I was going to have something, but I well, just. Why don't you? Can you show me the thing that's almost finished? Yeah. <laughs> the deco cowl. Yes. It, it so I'm so done knitting it. it. I'm mm -hmm. totally done knitting it, but I haven't grafted the ends together yet. So it's still all long and big like. Mm -hmm. And this is a tube cowl that Emily's designing and she's knitting it in a very dark navy blue and a golden mustardy color. And it's this gorgeous art deco chart that Emily made that I just love. Thank you. Yes, mm -hmm. I am knitting mine in Brooklyn Tweed Loft in Hayloft and Old World. And mine used, I think, three balls of the Old World, which is the navy and two balls of the Hayloft. Uh, and this pattern will be coming out maybe as soon as next week because I pretty much just need to pop the chart in a PDF and then it's good to go. And those were 50 gram balls. Yes. They're, yeah. Okay. Brooklyn cheat. If you're using a different yard, yardage, don't go with my balls. I just said there. Uh, Brooklyn tweed is 50 grams and 275 uh, yards per ball uh, mm -hmm. because it is a woolen spun yarn. So the weight works out a lot differently than other fingering weight yarns. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. Cool. I have only worked on my Star Wars projects this week. Oh. Because <laughs> <laughs> I saved a ton of my Star Wars yarn and here I am. So I started in the second panel of my slippery cowl. Ooh. So this is in Tally Beans's new book, Knit Happy with Self-Striping Yarn. It's the slippery cowl. And I kept a skein of my Snips colorway on my matte sock base. And it's very aggressively colored. It's oranges and blues and neon greens. 
but it's uh, kind of modular. You make this center panel, it's gonna go on the neck and then you pick up for the side pieces and it goes around your neck. It's but cool. um, now that I'm on to like the second piece, I'm really excited. I don't have really any like kerchief style uh, neckwear. Nice. But it's been slow going because I haven't had a ton of knitting time. But I thought I'd get bored of the stripe sequence, but I haven't. It's really fun. And the slip stitches kind of bring one color into the next and make it look very cheerful. It's very fun. I just needed an Ahsoka cowl. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. And then I've been working on some socks if you want to see that. Yeah. I want to see how far you got on them. What socks? Oh. I'm more interested in the stereo isomer <laughs> socks, but that's just me. I'll save those for last. Then. Okay. <laughs> I haven't done a ton of work, but I have a half object. Oh, I have a, I stole a skein of my, my ghost crew. Wow, on you're BFL. cruising on that. <laughs> you you yeah. only had like a, as much as you have of the second sock <laughs> of the first socks last yeah. time. We rewatched the first season of the Mandalorian and this was my Mando knitting. Nice. So I have my Rebels inspired Ghost Crew colorway. These are from one of my friends who also encouraged me to watch it. Nice. She has wee little feet like me. So these are also 64 stitch socks. So she, she has the wee little feet like I do, and they went real quick. So I've got a half object here, still needs a heel, but what can you do? Maybe nice. by the end of season two, I will have two half socks. But these are just, um, they're just vanilla socks. They go quick. Yeah. And then as Emily was saying, the last thing I'm working on is a pair of stereo isomer socks by High Contrast Knits. Which um, she's currently running a knit along for. Uh-huh. Yeah. So if you cast on anywhere from now-ish and it runs for a month into the beginning of April, it's a really great pattern if you are comfortable knitting socks already and maybe have dabbled in mosaic as well. It's really fun and I highly recommend it. Yeah, I got a little bit of work done on my stereo isomer socks. Nice. I like how so that flegal heel turned out on it. Yeah, the flegal heel is really cute. So this is in my Spectre 4 colorway and some black West Yorkshire spinners. I love the little stripes on the bottom. You could definitely choose to do the color work all the way around, but chose to do little stripies on the bottom because it makes this cute effect with the little flegal heel. And now I am into the leg. Nice. Yeah. And it's just a clever little geometric pattern. You do two rounds of each color um, with all mosaic knitting. And then obviously this too, you're only knitting with one color at a time. So it looks like complicated color work, but it's um, very simple techniques. Yeah. You just slip the stitches that are the color you're not using. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just slip stitches and it's so much fun. I love the the colors. I like the colors together. I think it looks good. It looks super good. I love it. Yay. Yay, socks. Yay, socks. Also have a half object. Show, show. It's a sock. It's a sock. It looks great. That sock looks bigger than the socks I'm making. It is. It's for my dad. So yes, this is a sock in Regia that is just a self-patterning yarn that is blues and grays and it's my 72 stitch man size sock and these are a IOU Christmas present for my father nice nice Mm -hmm. yep so I had some zoom meetings so I got the first one done and I have the cuff of the second one done very nice yeah 
you working on anything else? I've worked a bit on the leg warmer pattern. So this is in Lauren's Siriana Ice colorway held with a ball of uh, Rowan Kid Silk Haze in a color Mm -hmm. that this ball band isn't telling me for some reason. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so it's a light gray. Uh, So it goes really good because there is a light Mm -hmm. gray stripe in the yarn and the gray doesn't muddy Mm -hmm. out the other colors too much. I really like it. I had to do some frogging on it because I decided I made the top too wide and I didn't want it to fall Mm. down my leg awkwardly I erred on the Mm -hmm. side of making it pretty wide because I'm doing twisted ribbing at the top uh, Mm -hmm. and I didn't want it to like cut off circulation but I overcompensated so Mm. now it's smaller I think it works better it's so fuzzy I love it I just want to cuddle with it yeah it's super soft and nice so this is kind of like taking up a lot of my basic vanilla knitting time because it's just mm-hmm. kind of going right now with this uh, twisted rib. And I did make a TikTok of this because I am a youth. Uh, no, <laughs> I, uh, I had to frog some of the mohair and uh, mm-hmm. self-striping. So I just made a TikTok about how you shouldn't bother to separate the yarns if you're frogging mohair and self-striping that you're knitting together. There's no point. Anything just wind them together. Really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So... That's what this guy's doing. I love it. And I've worked a bit on my waxing moon shawl, but I don't think I'm going to show it to you because I haven't, I don't think I finished a new wedge since I showed Mm. it to you last time. So I'll wait on that. Fine. Fun stuff. Well, hopefully I'll be sending you some yarns that you can work on your other waxing moon shawl too. I know that will be my reward when I'm done packing all the moon clubs. I can do the next wedges on the one in the actual club colors. That's super fun. I love it. Yeah. Sweet. So did you acquire anything this week? So (laughs) I've acquired lots of things this week because I'm getting lots of Moon Club packages, but I can't talk Mm -hmm. about any. (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. And then I've just acquired some like kind of boring stuff, like Mm -hmm. an external hard drive and like mm. a box I'm keeping cords in on my desk. So nothing super exciting. There's a strawberry shortcake doll behind me that mm-hmm. my mom just sent me. That is like the original 80s strawberry shortcake doll looking mm-hmm. thing. So that's that's what I got. I have a strawberry shortcake doll and a hard drive. <laughs> Fine. Actually, the mailman's bringing me something. Hopefully it says today. So uh, I can't wait. It's from Hawaii Bazaar. And I'm just like... <laughs> But I did acquire some things. I went into town and I stopped in at a big box craft store and picked up some things I needed. I got some pens, which is very exciting. But I just I'm got excited. some more, some Sharpies and some Tombows. I got one of the blending ones because I go through the blending pens really fast. Um, and a new set of Microns. Ooh. Microns are some of my favorite. Mm-hmm. Are they all the same size? Journaling. Yeah, they're all the 05.45. You run down the nibs on those like I do. Oh, yeah. 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 But I've been working with the same set for like two or three years now. So I think that's a pretty good. Yeah, I think I'm going to go back to those for my bullet journal because I've been I Mm -hmm. started using the Le Pen. Mm -hmm. uh, I really like how skinny it is. But 
I really run through the nibs on these like to a ridiculous degree. So I might go back yeah. to the microns. I'm a lefty. So smudging is an issue and it does happen a little bit with these, but not a ton. I use for just writing in black. I use the micron plastic nib, which I really like. I wear those down too. I go through those really fast, but that's like my main pen. Mm-hmm. Pen discourse here in the fiber cuttings. I thought of something I did get because you said local mm-hmm. thing and it didn't come in the mail. So I forgot about it. I got a plant. I could go get it. I also got some wicks Ooh. from the big box craft stores that I can like. Oh, because you're going to Franken candle. Yeah, I'm going to I just there's some candles I've had that you don't run through all the wax and I just don't want to waste it. I'd rather just re-pour into my pillars, but also too like. Like I have David Bowie here and I love him. And like, I'm going to be so sad if he ever runs out. Like if I ever like, you know, go all the way through it. So I want to keep refilling Sir David up. Yeah. Some of my jars, they kind of have, and I think this one does it. The bottom is kind of elevated Mm. so that the like wick part sticks up a little bit higher than the bottom. And then there's kind of like a ring of wax Mm -hmm. that can't get to the wick that annoys me but that I still am getting them because they're 100% recycled glass and they're the mm-hmm. the best ones that I can find uh for mm-hmm. that so it's a really mm-hmm. small amount but if you're just gonna re-pour over it then yeah mm-hmm. I did get a fun yarn related thing a little while ago I put in an order with La Serena Tejera Mm -hmm. And it came in. So I got some stickers and I got like multiple of all the stickers that I could have some for giveaways. I got this one here. I like it. It's a little girl. It's like Dia de los Muertos makeup and yarn in her hair. And it says Vida el Amor de Lana, which is life for the love of yarn. So I got a few of these. So these will be in giveaway prizes when we do that. And then I got some stickers of this gal. And it's just kind of like, a take on kind of like traditional Virgin Mary icon iconography and like kind of like the a little bit of the Loteria style, but it's just a, a young woman with pretty hair and yarn and needles and stuff. And tattoos. She looks and tattoos and she looks like she means business. Mm-hmm. I love it. I put this one on the back of my bullet journal because it makes me happy. This is a really silly thing, but like I grew up in Houston and I always really identified more with Latin American and Mexican art growing up because that's the sort of hair I have. Like growing up in Texas, like the white ideal of beauty was like blonde, but like that wasn't ever me, even though I'm I'm in, I'm no percent Latino, but like I always like identified. Yeah. Yeah. And I was always running around outside as a kid. I was pretty tan. But like, I always identified way more with it as somebody who is not white with fluffy brown hair. And she also has mugs and I had to get it, get this little enamel mug with kind of a, a tired looking lady with her, her hair up in yarn rollers with some coffee. I like the yarn curlers. Yeah. And it says sassy stuff in Gothic script on the back. Nice. It's great. In Spanish, it essentially says go away a-hole leave me alone with my coffee and yarn (laughs) (laughs) and it's funny my partner like speaks colloquial spanish that he's learned on the job not like any um classroom spanish and he didn't know he didn't he couldn't he didn't understand it and i was like nobody's like i have a hard time believing that you like with your like 
decade of experience in construction crews that nobody ever told you to go away or leave them alone. Like you had to have known that one, but alas, maybe they say it ruder than that. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, La Serena Tejera, if you needed some sassy, fun stickers and mugs. Awesome. Those are super fun. Yeah. Show, can you show me your plant? Yeah, I have to go get it. It's on the plant shop. Okay. So I will return shortly. Okay. I'll I guess. stay here and dance for those of us who are watching on video. Okay, cool. Do, 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 do. Emily is off getting her plant. I wonder what it's going to look like look like there it is hello welcome back what a cute little plant my hair is in my headphones Mm. there we go (laughs) nice um yes this is a false shamrock so it's a purple oxalis and Mm. it looks like a herd of butterflies yeah, I wanted one of these last year that plant shops tend to get them around St. Patty's Day, along with the more traditional green shamrocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really like them. It has little like triangle purple leaves. Mm-hmm. And during the day, they're like spread out trying to get the sun. Mm-hmm. And at night, they like close up. Mm, which like is cute. some of the ones look closed yeah. up or are they just yeah, so cute. I think you just adjust depending on how much like light they want. And it has cute. nice little cute purple flowers. It's gorgeous. It, and it is the kind of underside around. of it. Oh, and is the underside of the leaves kind of pinkish? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're so pink. Yeah. That's just delightful. So, yes, I'm very excited about my little shamrock plant. Makes me wish I was better at keeping plants alive. Although that didn't stop These me are from really easy to keep alive, I hear. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm really bad at it. Yet, so, we'll see if I kill it. I'm, pr- I'm pretty good at keeping plants alive now. The only thing that I will really reliably kill is like Calathea, mm. which I have two living plants put of, but neither of them are very happy. Mm. They're just kind of tolerating me. They're not really getting bigger. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, but, but I also got the pot with him. So it's like a little cute concrete mm. pot. Very cute. Mm-hmm. Fun. I wasn't well, feeling sweet. very good yesterday, so I bought myself a plant. Some people buy drugs when they're not feeling good. Plants are a totally awesome thing to comfort by. Yeah. You ready plant. to talk about some occult corner stuff? I am. Yeah. I write so down we... too much stuff when we do color ones. <laughs> so. Fun. So as Emily just mentioned, we're continuing our little series on color symbolism. And today we're talking about the color orange. Yes. I figured we'd write you give so you can expect what's coming next for most of them then we'll go off the rails for like silver mm-hmm. and pink and all that stuff yeah ooh, silver's gonna be good there's a lot of mythology around silver there's lots of mythology around every color is what i'm finding for sure for sure mm-hmm. humans really want to explain why there are colors <laughs> orange is an interesting one because it has so many like diverse manifestations in nature mm-hmm because there's obviously the fruit, um, which, which is, is where the cool. name comes from, there's not the other way around. In but, yeah, uh, in, in many cultures, romance languages. Yeah, uh, I think in Chinese as well uh, huh. and Persian, where the uh, Western English romantic languages come from. Uh, I think pretty much mm-hmm. always the fruit comes first. Nice. It makes and, sense. Mm-hmm. 
but there's also like also the things in nature that are orange would be like deciduous trees in the fall mm-hmm. sunsets and fire so they're all those are pretty diverse things because like the concept or like yeah the concept of like a fresh zesty orange and like a bright orange fall time leaf are very different. One is like full of life and the other is like waning life, which I think is interesting. Well, I have some interesting science for you. Both of those things are orange because of carotenes, which is a type of photosynthetic pigment that is also in carrots, pumpkins, sweet potatoes, pretty much every fruit or vegetable that's orange. Uh, And The reason that fall trees leaves turn orange is because they have that stuff in them already, but the chlorophyll drowns out the color of Mm. the uh, keratin. So when the chlorophyll goes away for the winter time, uh, the orange color of the keratins remains. So that is why tree leaves are orange in the fall. Yeah. So I did study nutrition and over 10 years ago in college now, orange foods are good for you. Yes. The more colorful your food, the better it is for you. Lots of good vitamins and all those orangey vegetables that Emily mentioned. Mm-hmm. Vitamins. We like them. They They're keep best us for alive. you when they come from food. Yep. yep yeah. Yep. Rant over. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's interesting that Western Europe didn't have a word for orange until the fruit migrated uh, from from China. Yeah. They had a Silk Road. Uh, yeah. They had a portmanteau which was just yellow red mm-hmm. and that They're is not what they wrong. called it that's that's very accurate as to what orange is yep uh but yeah they didn't start using it until the late 15th century and the earliest known recorded usage of it was in 1502 in the description of clothing purchased for margaret tudor there was an orange mm. garment Neato. Mm-hmm. tell me more things about orange in Europe and America surveys show that orange is the color most associated with amusement, the unconventional Hmm. extroversion, warmth, fire, energy, activity, and also taste and aroma. Lots of people say that they can like taste citrus when they, when they look at orange. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that makes sense because citrus does have that sort of like drawing from my culinary background here, that sort of zesty, acidic pop thing going on so it makes sense that it'd be associated with like fun and exuberance mm-hmm. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. Yep. yeah and i and i was perusing the internet i saw that in some like in kind of like south asian uh cultures that uh rich orange colors especially in textiles were related to saffron mm-hmm. because it reminded them of the color they used it to dye it i don't remember but it kind of equated to luxury use it to diet Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because whether you're dying with it or eating with it saffron is a very luxurious product it is very labor intensive which is why it costs so much and why it should cost so much and for anybody who doesn't know saffron is the little uh reproductive organ of a flower that has to be plucked out like by hand so that's why it costs an arm and a leg because somebody has to pluck all the little plant genitals off of the crocus flowers yep also it's a very tiny part of the flower yes it's very small very delicate Mm-hmm. very light yep 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 there was a pigment that was used in ancient roman times and also in china in ancient china called ore pigment and that was a orange pigment used for painting and all that good stuff and it is super toxic and contains arsenic so one of those when has that stopped anybody no one everyone you gotta have orange it's okay if you're going mad slowly (laughs) 
it's not i mean the romans also drank out of lead cups mm-hmm. they they did not care but even in modern times like what is it with the um there was arsenic in the wallpaper in victorian times and then the uh Flor- first fluorescent paints people would paint on themselves because we've always loved makeup but like surprise that'll make your terrible health outcomes for you yeah any more fun facts about orange yeah so in confucianism uh which is a religion in china orange was the color of transformation hmm. and uh existence is governed by the male principal yang and the female uh yin and Yellow is the color for uh, one of those, and red is the color for one of those. I have failed to write down which is which, uh, Hmm. so I don't want to say it wrong. But so orange is the uh, color of transformation because it's those two blended. Nice. I like it. Yeah. And in Buddhism, orange uh, cloth, specifically dyed with saffron, is the color of illumination, the highest state of perfection. And mm-hmm. a lot of Buddhist mon- monks today wear orange robes. Mm-hmm. And I know just anecdotally that in when you, at least amongst Japanese Americans, when you're doing your little New Year's shrine for your ancestors, in addition to the mochi there, you sometimes there's lots of little uh, tangerines or clementines, just little orange citruses. Yeah, I've seen lots of uh, like mochi stacks with an orange on top mm-hmm. before. Yeah, you know, like a little mochi snowman art. Mm-hmm. Don't lie, you can say anime, anime, and also like <laughs> older uh, like brush paintings and stuff. But yeah, mm-hmm. for sure, anime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it's really interesting how colors can have different meanings across the world some are the same and some are different I like it yeah in western culture Bacchus known as Dionysus in Greek mythology is typically uh wearing orange he's a fun guy yeah and uh that is maybe why we think of orange as being kind of a fun color today lots of clowns have orange involved in their color scenes I know I find clowns creepy, but I find clowns deeply upsetting Mm -hmm. also interesting fact about orange Orange is a safety color because it is the color most easily seen the human eye in dim light or against the water, uh, which is why traffic cones, uh, temporary uh, road signs are often in orange and life jackets and things like that are often made out of orange. This is why a lot of astronaut suits are orange, because if they were to like get lost in space or in the sea, uh, it'd be easier to find them. That's super cool. I love it. We got some like traditional things. We got some science, got some history. Just bringing it all, Emily. Hey. Uh, (laughs) Yes, this is also why the Golden Gate Bridge is painted international orange uh, so that it is more visible in the San Francisco fog. And then my last history bit is the House of Orange um, from the Netherlands. Right. Yes. Uh, And they are named after their holding of the principality of orange which is like a small little bit of land uh that was named after the fruit uh Mm -hmm. and orange is still a part of their national branding because of this nice very cool Mm -hmm. do you like to eat oranges i do i have some little clementines right now (laughs) i really like the little clementines i like them because they're really easy to peel so they're like less messy Mm mm-hmm yeah, Christian has a, a client that gets them, gets us a bag of 
clementines every holiday season it really makes me happy nice yeah over here in the california northern california area we do have a lot of like japanese american owned farms that do citrus nice i also um really like carrots carrots are good they're sweet they're one of the vegetables with the highest sugar content yes that's why they're actually not great to feed to rabbits Hmm. Mm -hmm. that's why they caramelize so good and when you're making glazed carrots it's because that high sugar content Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. We have so much random knowledge between us about things. It's true. Oh. And I just I just had to look up while we were talking what the uh, witchcraft associations are for Orange because I got so excited just talking about history and art and stuff that I didn't actually tell you those mm-hmm. things yet. And that's bad because that's supposedly the point we're talking about. Colors. <laughs> talked about various different cultures. I think we- cultural symbolism falls in there. Yeah, we did. And it's like, I just didn't tie it all back together yet that like, so if you're using it in your daily practice, like think about those things, uh, kind of the summary would be like energy, mm-hmm. like if you want to attract, yeah, yeah, fire, vitality, um, transformation, mm-hmm. change, all that good stuff. So cool. Mm-hmm. It makes me want to go get some orange candles or eat some oranges. Yeah, maybe I'll eat a clementine after this. <laughs> that's great i think that's about it for us this week i hope you guys had a fun time listening and you can find us as fiber coven pretty much everywhere on the internet we are on patreon fibercoven.com for our show notes and fiber coven on instagram yes and then if you're looking for my yarn this is me lauren and i'm at valkyrie fibers tahoe on etsy and valkyrie underscore fibers on instagram Nice. And I am Emily of Kitty with a Cupcake. You can find me on Instagram as Kitty with a Cupcake. You can find my knitting patterns on Ravelry as Kitty with a Cupcake or on Payhip as Kitty with a Cupcake. You can also buy candles and other random things from me in my Etsy shop, which is Kitty with a Cupcake. Hooray! Yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us again, Kevin. And until next time, keep making yarn magic. Bye. Bye.